0: Hi, this is Matt the Shoe Guy from Dancing Fair, and you're listening to Have Tap Shoes Will Travel. Hello, and thank you for listening to Have Tap Shoes Will Travel. This is Rick Osland coming to you live from Lake Bede Makaska, formerly known as Lake Calhoun, in Minneapolis, Minnesota. I'm in the car right now my my portable vocal booth and we are going to be giving Mr. Nico Rubio a call. He's down in Chicago. I just texted him a little bit ago and I was like, "Nico, are you able to talk?" And he's like, "Yeah, just give me a few minutes. I'm washing the dishes." So, right now I'm about to give him a call. He's down in Chicago and we're going to we're going to get an update from him. And all right, here let me grab it. This is great. This is great podcasting right here. Here we go. Voice call. Here we go.
1: Hey, hey,
0: uh. hey, Nico. How's it going, Mister Rubio? Yes, sir. How's it going?
1: Pretty good, pretty good. Can't complain. How
0: about you? I'm I'm doing well. I I I am rolling right now and I just I I did a slight introduction just saying that I'm I'm at the lake right now in my car as a sort of portable vocal booth. And nice just giving you a call and I, I did a little introduction and said that you're down in Chicago right now and that we're gonna give you a call.
1: Okay, dope. are we like live or like we're recording?
0: We're recording. I mean, it's, yeah, we're not broadcasting or anything like that, but,
1: yeah. For sure. Cool. Nice. Yeah. I'm I'm good to go. I'm uh, just in the crib, as to be expected.
0: (laughs) Yes. Staying home.
1: Yeah, man.
0: Man. Yeah, I had to get out of the house for a minute just to get, I, I started, just went out for a drive around the lake and then set up the stuff out here. So then, it's a lot more quiet than it would have been at home.
1: Right, right. Yeah, that's. Uh, I've been kind of working with the same kind of thing where I'm. I'm trying to record at night, just uh, for a little less noise, uh, being at the house.
0: Right. Yep. W- w- so, what have you been recording? I mean, it sounds like you're staying creative, doing your thing.
1: Yeah. So, um, I guess sh- I guess I could speak like, as if folks don't know, um, but. Um I, I started this podcast recently and so that's that's been the, the main thing that I've been recording. Um and just uh readjusting with everything going on, readjusting my initial plan of uh of who the first guest would be and how the first episodes would roll out. So it's just like adjusting to to you know, I'm recording for the podcast, but adjusting what episodes and what subjects and um, guests I'm featuring.
2: Right, you
0: know. right. And well, I mean, you started off with Trey Dumas for your first episode, which to me is like awesome because you've, you've got access to some really good people. And if, if that's your starting point, then you've, you, it's, that it's that is great.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like, honestly, there's um, I'm I'm really blessed to have came up in the city with such a wide range of talent, uh, you know, speaking of either just tap dancers or artists and entertainers, period. So, um, yeah, like that, that's what I'm saying. I had like a, a really, really dope lineup um, that I had, you know, in mind before I even recorded the first episode but with social di- social distancing and things like that we have to like readjust um, right, right a bit you know
0: yeah yeah that's that's a good point i i also did a similar thing where i wrote down all the names of the people that would be sweet to talk to and you were you were definitely on that list too and it's people that i know that are out there doing their thing and have stories and and i know you you've got a similar thing going on where i mean we want to because tap dancing is a a story-based art form that's passed down in this way, it's important to document some of these things as well. And it wasn't until I started hearing some of these stories that I really started to take it more seriously and realize that there was so much history behind it.
1: Exactly. Yeah. So much history and so much undocumented history. And that's kind of a a, a driving force and, um, and why I wanted to start it as well. Uh, Just like you, you know, I have a list, maybe more like a scroll, you know, like I have a (laughs) Saul Williams poem length, (laughs) you know, list of folks I'd I'd love to interview. yeah, And uh, a lot of them who have checked off on, you know, being down. So, um, you know, it's just, especially being a Chicago-based podcast and starting with Chicago artists, like there's a lot of stories that people either don't know that they don't know in full right. they're missing a lot of details um so just trying to help help uh you know facilitate another platform for us to tell our stories um you know before before it's too late you when, know when you look and, at it uh, when we look
0: at stand up comics that are out there and everybody's got their own podcast as far as that goes when you look at tap dancers exactly. i feel like it's very underrepresented and in in a similar way that you're talking about the the master class uh, series as well, of videos. but in a you know, as far as podcasts go, people are gonna be drawn to listen to different people and and I would love to hear more tap dancers doing this. And as of now, it seems like there's you know four, five, six people that i that I can think of that it would that are doing it, but beyond that, what's going on right <laughs> it's it's yeah, good to see more yeah. people getting on it and so tell people the name of it because I, I don't think you said it yet
1: yeah so the name of the podcast is the real talk tap talks uh so you could either look it up by spelling out this lengthy name right. or you could uh just put my name in that's why i'm putting my name in the in, in the title of each episode as well yeah so that it could be easier for people to find that way because Kind of a silly name, but I'm riding with it. <laughs> well, <laughs> no. that's that's how I went um, and
0: searched it actually. When when you said it, be, it's because you said you could either type this or that, and so I just typed your name in, yeah. and it popped up right away, along with um the exactly. the Travis Knights one is all, as well popped up at the same time.
1: Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Which is cool, you know, because um I can't remember if it was within my first episode or not, but I, I definitely um trying to shout out the different uh, tap podcasts that are out there. Nice. So it's good that multiple things pop up um, because, you know, I'm obviously just three episodes in yeah. at the moment as of April, 2020. But, um, you know, the, you and Travis and someone like Hillary Marie right. as well, like you all have a lot of a lot of episodes and a lot of content for folks to check out. You know if people could be done with uh, my episode so far within just a few hours, <laughs> you know it'd take a little longer to get through you all so and and not just for that, you know, but like you said, it um, there's plenty of uh, stories that people could you know use knowing about or afford to know about um, and yeah, i uh, I think the the interesting thing that's that i'm I'm gonna be finding for myself is um trying to make sure that I'm, I'm not repeating too much of what's already been said and done. I actually uh, listened to your uh, your episode with Trey before, like the day or two before we recorded, yeah. and I'm glad that I did, uh, just to make sure that, you know, I was covering some different things, because uh, I had the same kind of lineup that you did. It just makes sense to, like, go in a linear, you know, um, direction from the start to the, you know, current um state of somebody's career right and uh i'm glad that i did that to bring something new to the table
0: i i I agree with that and then at the same time i feel like there's a limited amount of people who have heard that episode and if they hear it on your episode it's not going to necessarily take anything away if you if you i don't think if you double up on material because he's got great stories and if people hear him again so be it but
1: Oh, for sure. It is cool to keep,
0: it maybe helps you to steer it in a different direction than you would have otherwise went, and then you found something else there, which is even better, because then everyone hopefully benefits from that, too.
1: Exactly. Yeah, exactly. No, it's definitely beneficial to to hear it, you know, multiple times. Um, I'm just considering for folks who, you know, we have to be honest with ourselves that not everyone is into... Podcasts, or just listening to interviews, or even watching interviews. Right. So you know somebody might be listening just because they're a fan of ours, or our guests, or whatever the case may be. So I'm just trying to, you know, that's why I'm trying not to have too too much um, repetition from what other folks are doing. Sure. But um, a nice thing. It
0: was actually yeah. Go ahead. Oh no, go ahead. Oh, a thing that I've noticed is a lot of the people obviously are from the U.S. that are listening to it, but when I look at other countries that are listening, I'm looking at people in Australia and people in England and people in all, like, there are people all over the place that are listening to this. So you also, these stories from Chicago are also going to places that you would not even imagine.
1: Right. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And you've had well, a lot of travel too. Like,
0: you've you've done a lot of you've gone around the world a whole bunch and and taught classes and and performed and so you you have a lot of people that will be interested in hearing from you.
1: For sure, yeah, and um and and I don't you know uh, take that lightly because uh, I have a friend who he's not a tap dancer. Uh, he, he's someone I went to high school with. He's a music and sports and entertainment uh, enthusiast. Um, And so he started a podcast, like, maybe a couple months before I did. And he's been helping me along the way. He actually helped. uh, He graciously donated his mic that we used for the interview portion with Trey for his episodes. Um, But I just know that, like, we, of course, are going to reach different audiences. But I just know that uh, mine is going to... not trying to put mine on a pedestal or something, but mine's going to reach a little further just from all that travel that I've done. So just knowing that, like I'm super thankful. And that's another reason why I'm shouting his podcast out as well. Uh, Well, I should, yeah, I should say uh, to plug him, it's called uh, uh, the good in the hood or wait. Yeah. The good in the hood podcast. By juice almighty. Um, But, but yeah, like just again, just to circle back to saying, like, I am i don't take that lightly that I have a global reach, um, and I'm super thankful for that because, yeah, I, I saw right away, um, well, not right away, but, you know, soon enough, uh, just the different countries that it was reaching, and that's that's pretty cool to see, you yeah. know, uh, the yeah. analytics that they share.
0: People want to hear stories, and they want to hear about the origins of TAP. They want to hear about all these different travels that you went on, too. Like, if you have episodes where... You don't have a guest you always have the possibility to talk about something from your archive too although i i exactly. found like i yeah. really thrive when there's another person i think talking because then it, i don't know unless i'm plugging a bunch of things which i think is also kind of cool you, you have the opportunity to talk maybe rant on something or whatever but i don't know like I, I like the back and forth when there's someone else there and and digging in a little bit with that
1: Exactly. Yeah. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm just, uh, coming to. I'm just accepting with, uh, where we're at right now and how it's, um, it has its limits because I, I was considering that I would eventually have to do an episode by myself. You so will. I thought it would maybe be like 10, 20 episodes in. And instead <laughs> it was the third episode that I dropped. The last one was, just me. And it ended up being like, you know, maybe 23 minutes or something like that. Yeah. Uh, cause I was just trying to keep it short and sweet. And, um, I'm trying to make sure that this isn't so much about me as it is about other people and, you know, other guests, but, but no, truth be told, you know, there's, there are things that I could share. And, um, the one I'm working on right now, um, I, I will feature some other folks to just speak on the story uh, I'll be telling you, But, um, Good. But for the most part, it'll be me narrating um, a, a, an experience that I went through.
0: Sure. And also, yeah. you you DJ and things as well, and you you make music. You could be featuring that kind of stuff on there as well, which is another thing I can't help but think about. Is like that would be cool to hear some of that stuff.
1: Exactly. Yeah. So on the end of this second episode, which was part two for Trey's interview. Yeah. Uh, I did a I. I Put, I included a 15-minute mix uh, at the end of that episode of his father's music yeah. from that student stash that you all covered. Yeah, so that, that was, stuff was so good. Like, on once he leaf- told me
0: about that, man, I, I started downloading all the stuff that they had on iTunes.
1: Exactly, yeah. No, they have some real good music. And, um, and yeah, I, uh, I've been meaning to make mixes for tap dancers specifically to be able to dance to. So that was the first one that I've actually like released and not like performed or something like that. Um, So that, yeah, that's something that I I plan to do more just as we were talking, you know, I'm just trying to figure out the rights for certain things so that I don't have to worry about getting uh, episodes put down, uh, taken down. Uh, But you know, that's, that's something that I've been not, I don't want to just say dealing with, but trying to figure out and, um get in order since I started adding the DJ component to even just the live performances. Um but but yeah there's plenty there's plenty that you could do with podcasting. I mean to be completely honest, I, I actually wanted to start one. I don't even know. I I can't quote what year but years man. For me too. Years, ago, years
0: went by yeah, until finally you know, I just was like screw it. I'm just gonna try recording one today.
1: Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. It just I remember like being a teenager so I wish I knew around what what age that was but um, when I had my first iPod and I saw that there was this thing called podcasts and there were people talking there were people Djing there's all kinds of things you know that folks were doing and and right away I remember thinking we as in tap dancers could really afford to have somebody speaking on our behalf um, I just felt too young at the time and like you know who would who was i at that time to you know be the one since there was nobody else doing it you could you have know? been 5 epi-
0: and, 500 episodes deep by now
1: oh yeah for <laughs> sure yeah i could have been on some joe rogan shit and, you know been <laughs> a thousand plus or something but uh but i think all all you know everything in its own time and uh actually we filmed filmed and recorded what was supposed to be the first episode with Jimmy Payne Jr. on May 25th of last year, and that I just never ended up putting it uh, putting it out because um, I was working on a show at the time, and I just knew I wouldn't be able to be consistent. Sure. So you know, I've I've already had one good false start. <laughs> Can you but you put you know, that one out? In still? Its own time. I, I'm going to, yeah. I, the the only thing is like. Just, I really want to figure out the best way to either in, invite folks over or go to people um, in this time that's still safe. Because, well, it's it's not going to be completely safe, but you know something. Because for, I, I do watch and or listen to the Joe Rogan podcast here yeah and here. yeah and as he said you know we're in the clear as podcasters uh we're in the clear as air quote you know essential workers or just people who are able to work now right so he, he's still interviewing people like this. It. it looks like he's putting out an episode a day yeah um, he's, he's and I'm all not over it to do that yeah I'm not <laughs> least to three weeks necessarily and you know some, yeah, what, exactly. what I've
0: heard from a lot of people is that consistency is important and then figuring out a day each week that you like to release it on and I've fallen behind though. I've, I've been, it's about, it's been about a month since I've distributed one and I've just had so many things that I've been trying to juggle in the meantime. And all these things have come up since this whole COVID thing hit and right. I, you know, recording choreography, getting that ready for students and whatever, just preparing (laughs) and then, you know, trying to find toilet paper at places whatever
1: wow yeah exactly all over the place sorry i'm just as you're talking i was just looking at the the text you sent me of your setup (laughs) (laughs) yeah i'm Um, I'm legit like in the
0: car right now just i set the uh, because here's the part of the plan too it was like i wanted i know that you're curious about some of these things and i wanted to give you a call today because i know that other people are probably curious about the same stuff so if we made it into a show why not then you know benefit from this and and get a recording of it and, you know, so the the cool thing about the recorder is that it's portable and runs on batteries. And
1: exactly. Yeah, I saw that.
0: Let's you plug in up to six mics. You can plug a phone directly into it because it's got a jack that's designed for, you know, like when you look at your, do you have an iPhone?
1: Yeah, yeah. So it could, like, connect through a dongle to a auxiliary and then auxiliary into XL or yeah, something it's, like that. It's got,
0: like, an eighth-inch jack, but it's got, like the the extra sleeve on it so that it it has the microphone as well, so it's a specialized jack right. that lets you plug your phone right in, and if yeah if you have the dongle I have an older phone so I have an iPhone SE so it still has the eighth inch jack on it, and nice. just plug it right in and it's as though, you know I just have the headphones on and I'm talking into a mic and then you're hearing me and it's canceling out whatever it's supposed to mute so it doesn't sound weird, and it just does right, all the right. work and it's designed for that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. You know, when I saw that, um, first, uh, I, I, um, I was in this, um, crew, I guess I could say still, but Sour Apple's crews, all element hip hop crew, we did everything from breakdancing, uh, beatboxing, rapping, DJing, everything. But one of the, one of the guys, uh, from the crew posted, uh, commented in that post, um, a different, uh, option, but a similar option. Right. The road right. yeah, so I was looking at that one, and then I was looking at yours, and it looks really official, and it looks really dope, but I, I can't front, you know, definitely, especially in the times we're in now, right. I don't see myself just being able to drop 500 dollars on, you know, a piece of equipment like that. There was a um, moment where I moment, had it,
0: and I was like, if I don't get it now, it's going to be a while, and it was right before all this exact. stuff even hit, so I, I, I found the right moment, and... I'm glad I did it, but at the same time, I was like, "Whoa, okay, all right, well, here we are."
1: <laughs> yeah, you know, and it's it's kind of like that sometimes. You know, I actually uh, just to get the couple microphones that I got uh, mm-hmm. it was one of those things where I, I was actually going to be producing a week long, um, uh, well, a, a week's worth of events that would have uh, been last week, and because I had the money for that, I would have uh, paid to rent theater. I was able to invest in the microphones um, and such. But I'm trying not to use too much, uh, you know, too much more of that money than I need to. It might be a uh, while. You know, just, yeah, just to be safe. Yeah, because I've also not been jumping at uh, doing videos and uh, things like instructional videos, virtual videos.
0: Right, me me neither. I I put a few, like, sort of things on YouTube, but it's more about just, like, giving those to people to sell classes right now it's hard for me to figure out a way that i really want that to work and i don't know
1: exactly <laughs> yeah I, I i have an idea and i'm um i'm about to release something uh, at some point within the next few weeks good uh but but yeah it, it is tricky it is definitely that's that was part of my my dilemma when all this started is i was like do i want to charge people because i know that there are people who can't afford it Right. And I I definitely know that there are people who cannot. So I I don't want it to feel exclusive where, you know, you you have to have a savings, you know, that was just on deck for, you know, rainy day like this. Right. um, In order to be able to tap. And then the other thing, too, is just, I, you know, I was just trying to focus on giving a different contribution to the world and getting this podcast started as opposed to being just another class, you know, uh, online, uh, whether it's free or charging people or you know, whatever the case may
0: be. Your stories are what are unique um, to you and, and your experiences and what you, what your insight and your perspective on it. That's, that's all the stuff that, that people want to hear, I think. And, and if exactly. if they don't want to hear it, they're not going to listen to it, but the ones that do want to hear about it, they're going to tune in and that will grow. And that's just how it seems to work.
1: Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Not everybody's yeah, going to be um, a fan
0: of anyone, right? <laughs> Some people, oh, for sure. some people aren't a fan of that person, but everyone else thinks that person's great. So there you go. It doesn't, it doesn't really matter. You just have to keep putting it out there. And that's what I've, in my head earlier today, I was like getting into this funk for a second. I'm like, wait a minute, get up, let's go. Let's, let's go get to it, get outside for a minute. And it really helped. And then I was so glad that, yeah. that you um were around too, because I, I just brought this stuff into the car and Went for a drive, and I was like, "Just in case." And then you're like, "Yeah, man, let's do it." I was like, "Yeah, sweet."
1: Yeah, yeah, it was good timing. Yeah, and it is really good timing because you know that might sound crazy to some people, like, "Well, what else would he be doing?" But um I've been keeping myself busy. You man, know, you're so always like, doing something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's interesting how even some artists I know are. Are finding that they're bored right now, and everyone just works differently. But for someone like me, uh, it's it's hard to sit still and just not do something creative, even if I'm not putting it out into the world. You know, um, it would be a waste yeah, no, of this good.
0: time that we've been given right now. We we were all just given this time just to slow down and figure some stuff out and write some stuff and read a book and whatever. Like, don't waste it. It sucks that it's exactly. because of this reason. And it sucks right. that people are sick right now and these other things are happening. But if our job is just to stay home and do something and we, we all have the Internet and we all have cameras and we have all, all this stuff and we don't even need to use all that. We can just chill out, take a nap if you want, make go make some food. <laughs> we're we're right, not going to exactly. be given this opportunity very often, but we do have it right now.
1: Exactly. Yeah. That, that's just how I look at it. You know,
2: yeah.
1: I'm not trying to play the woe was me soundtrack, but you know, I've had a, a lot of things that haven't worked out in the past year at, in terms of, you know, being um, a producer and, you know, investing and in trying to get shows and things going. Right. And so with what didn't happen last week that I had spent months of time working towards, I couldn't just find it in me to just sit around and, eat and you know yeah. watch stream netflix or something no. like, you know it's time to readjust and get the next thing going but um but yeah i mean no matter what people are doing uh, I, I'd hope that people are taking advantage of this time whether it's that they need rest or they need to do something creative or can afford to do something creative or like work on a new hobby like this is really showing people who don't have hobbies the value in being able to do something when you're not just in your normal routine
0: right yeah
1: so, so okay so yeah. for, for and, some and of the I'm people just... that might
0: be listening right now that that don't know any better and d- that aren't familiar with you I, I i oftentimes will ask people to kind of tell us a little bit about yourself and and where you're from and as far as like your your life in tap dancing your your background in it and would you be willing to share some of that with us
1: yeah, yeah, for sure. I can give the shorter version of things. Um, so I, I I guess I was always just um, interested in the arts and whether it's music or I don't know if I just want to say dance, but music or art in itself. And uh, so I, I did a lot of things before I got to dance. And uh, the thing before I started dancing that I got into uh, was gymnastics. Um I was doing like different forms of art before that, uh drawing, painting type things. But then um I got into gymnastics and just working with my body felt good. And I actually because of my sister being a tap dancer and uh a dancer period and my mother being a driver for the Chicago Tap Festival, I ended up going to the Chicago Tap Festival uh for a year or two before I was ever dancing and I was just in the car with legendary tap dancers and <laughs> no idea, you know, what, no idea uh, who they are, you know, Man. Uh, really. So who do you remember but,
0: um, who was in the car at the time?
1: I think the, the, uh, the strangest memory I have is Prince Spencer offering me some of his banana. Nice. Um <laughs> <From> the four <laughs> yeah, step yeah very very vivid memory of uh he came out to the car and me and my mother and him were waiting for somebody who just wasn't showing up so she went into into the hotel he was eating a banana and he's like <laughs> just however he was like you want some you know and, <laughs> <laughs> nice and guy. uh yeah and it's just like once you get to know who people actually are you know something as simple as that is um you know becomes monumental. But uh, but the one who really uh, took a liking to me and um, kind of helped convince me to try dance was uh, Diane Lady Di Walker Man. Uh, was really, yeah. really fortunate to have known her before I ever laced up a pair of shoes. And she uh, she started noticing that I, I was paying attention. Even if I was in the back of my mom's van, uh, if you know people are asking a question, I would poke my head up every now and then and have the answer Mm. and you know even though I was playing a game boy or reading a comic or (laughs) doing whatever I was doing (laughs) and so yeah she I think was the the last person who was needed to kind of help inspire me to try dance because I had done gymnastics but anytime my mother or somebody told me I should give dance a try I'd I was considering that people would judge me for it. And then I was also considering that I would judge myself for it <laughs> sure. um, to be completely honest. And, and then once I, I'd, I'd tried it out, I I'd, I'd feel like I kind of instantly fell in love with it. And it was just like, you know, I feel like uh, most people you want to find, not just your group of friends, but you want to find your tribe. And with dance, I feel like I I found my people, you know, Uh, it was always a good time before and after class, even if it was something uh, quick interactions. And, uh, and then it just built from there. I, I did tap ballet, jazz, hip hop, partnering all kinds of things, and then eventually stuck with tap. And, uh, and from that point, me and my sister joined mad rhythms, uh and when there was a separation within mad rhythms years later after we had been in the company for a while uh trey started this group just listen yeah so i joined just listen almost as soon as uh mad rhythms was over it felt like not not super instantly but just like there wasn't a whole lot of time between the two which was nice and that's when i joined that all element hip-hop crew sour apples as well So it was like a perfect timing of like around when I was 17 and I was really like figuring out a lot of things about myself and, you know, just life in general, like having a real a better understanding than what I thought I had. So to join those two groups and, you know, be able to have more of a voice than I had in Mad Rhythms where I was pretty much an ensemble member, um, you know, was, was great. And then it's just been a lot of different things from then Uh, like starting my own company 333 which is another chicago-based tap company yeah and then starting a production company uh shuffle life productions to be able to produce shows and events and classes and podcasts and things
0: perfect okay so what did lady die say to you that that finally tipped you over the edge
1: she asked me if i wanted some of her raisin that's (laughs)
0: <laughs> Everyone's offering you food over here. They're giving you bananas, yeah, raisins. No,
1: it's so like, food was the key. <laughs> no, um, <laughs> I, I think, I think to be honest, it was it was the fact that she wasn't pressing me about it. Ah. She would ask me about it, but it would be like sandwiched in between, you know, not just something you know related to food, but she just talked to me about general life things and it, it just felt like it wasn't somebody who was forcing me to do it. And I don't want to you know say like my mother was forcing me. No. It just felt like more of, um, it felt like less of a suggestion and, and more like you, you need to do this, you know? So, um, I, I think just, just the companionship that she was able to build with me. Uh, and, and I've always been, uh, Not in just a romantic way, but just drawn to women, and and like I've, I've, I feel like I've been able to be convinced uh, by things, and and not just like I said in a romantic way, but just uh, they have a a more soothing approach sometimes. And uh, she, just the way that she befriended me, uh, I I felt honored without even understanding completely who she was. I, I felt like it was an honor to have the relationship that we had. And then over the years I I've learned more and more what that really meant. Right. To be that close to someone like her, especially before I ever even tap danced in the first place. So Man. Yeah.
0: Yeah, she's she's a magical creature. And that is that is part of the gift this world's been given because she has gone around and she has done that in so many places too. And it every single person that she's done that with feels like like, oh man. like she she makes you feel special. That's I mean that's part exactly. of what she, it's it's crazy. You can walk into a room, she says hello to you. You haven't seen her in years, and automatically you're like, oh, man, yeah, she's she's a one of a kind person, man
1: <laughs> for sure, for sure, that you know so many people have needed more than they may even realize or or even her sometimes. yeah, so, yeah, yeah, she. Without saying something in particular that I could quote, it was just it was her becoming my tap mother, um, mm-hmm. you know, which is how we we refer to each other. but um yeah, her her being my tap mother, it was it was her birthing me into this world in in a major way,
0: yeah That's And like you said, just
1: making me feel special, making me feel comfortable, making me feel recognized.
0: Making you feel like you're not going to be judged if you actually put some shoes on and start doing the thing that you're actually curious about, but you're maybe it, exactly. a little intimidated by like what other people might think about it.
1: Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. So that's the story in a nutshell. That's that's the quicker version of it. Uh, but and now you're down. Yeah, you're that's... in
0: Chicago. And have you have you always been in Chicago?
1: Yeah. So. You know you're you're from Minneapolis, so yeah. being from the Midwest, you understand like it's it's kind of hard to to stay in in a city like this, or I can imagine like that sometimes where it's easier to maybe go to the west coast or or something like that, or even New York. and um, i've I've toughed it out. Over all these years, uh, just like a lot of people who are from Chicago, you have an immense pride for the city, Yeah. and especially being an artist or an entertainer, um, there's a lot of pride in not just being from the city, but being able to stick it out and stay here through the years, Uh, because I don't want to say it's completely easy to just go to New York or LA and get work, but... Most people, it feels like, end up doing that at some point. And so far, uh, I've I've been here the whole time.
0: I don't think any of it is easy, really, but I do think there exactly, might be more yeah. jobs in in certain areas. Whereas, might you might not have as many job offers in in other areas, but perhaps you are still able to work and do your thing. And the nice thing about in Minneapolis is that there are so many dance studios in the twin cities and in, you know, basically within the 50 mile radius of where I live, there are so many dance studios there. Are, there must be at least 200 dance studios and mm. there's, there's a lot of possibility for work and whether you're teaching or, and performance opportunities. I also feel like people will contact you and they want you to go somewhere to perform. So you, they'll, they'll, you'll, you'll have opportunities for travel, but then you have home too. And exactly. yeah, yeah, I've I've always liked to come back home here because, I, I I know my way around. You know, like that's that's kind of what you know, and that's where you know all the people that you grew up with. And yeah, that's.
1: Yeah, yeah, and and yeah, of course, you know, I've I've traveled a good amount, but yeah, know, staying here and having this kind of home base, um,
0: Chicago's it's... got so much stuff going on there. It seems like yeah. there are a lot of opportunities for for doing things in chicago.
1: It's yeah, a great city. Uh, I would say yeah, I would say yes and no. Um in going back to the the conversation of it being easy or not, you know, if you're uh moving somewhere else. I think a part of it, it's all circumstantial, you know, mm-hmm. one person can go from Chicago to LA and be successful and another person maybe not, also depending how you define success, of course. Sure. But uh, or just getting work period but but I think one of the interesting things for whether it's somebody going from Chicago to somewhere else, or especially what I've noticed, which people might not want to hear, uh, but from people moving to Chicago from somewhere else, there there becomes an allure if you're not from. The city you're in, and I, I don't know what it's like in other places because I don't have that experience. I've I've only heard hearsay, but <laughs> in Chicago, it seems like sometimes uh, a lot of the opportunities can go to out of towners um, quicker or more than the locals, and that could be for a range of reasons. Sure. Some would say it's you know your drive to to get to put yourself out there or whatever the case may be, but there are definitely people who, you know, are trying to put themselves out there and, uh, I'm not talking down or trying to, you know, dismiss anyone who's not from here originally, but that's an interesting thing that, that I've noticed. Um, and it's not just like my own story. There's, there's oftentimes it seems, I don't want to say easier, but it seems like alluring when someone's not from here Sure. to give them, you know, different opportunities in the same way that
0: um, when you travel somewhere else, they're all like, oh, who's this Nico guy? Like when everyone's going to be interested in seeing that rather than the people that they see all the time. So I think that does work to your advantage at times, but if you are living in that city, I could see how things like that could happen. The other thing, though, that I see you doing too is that there's a certain point where I feel like instead of trying to be in everybody else's thing, you have to at some point make your own thing for this is not for everybody but i think there was a point where i would try to go out to all these different auditions for like stomp or tap dogs or all these different things at the time and i didn't get in any of them they didn't put me in noise funk i tried no i didn't i didn't go to that audition but what an audition <laughs> that would have been first of all great right. and to have worked with ted levy or something would have been sweet but anyway that's a whole different story but there was a point where i had to go okay I've got some friends here. I have to work with what I have, and let's, let's start exploring it on our own and seeing, you know. And from there, you start to get work. And I'm sure you've seen this with your groups as well that you've, you, you start to throw some of your ideas out and you start to form a show, and then you book a date, and then people show up and they buy a ticket. And the more you continue to make things, the more people will continue to come see them.
1: And exactly. then pandemics exactly. hit, and
0: then they throw you for a loop for a little bit. But look back at, you know, there's there's a bigger trajectory to your career. And when you can see people like Prince Spencer and Diane Walker and all these other people that we can look up to, they were doing it and are still doing it, some of them, and, you know, long beyond their 20s or 30s, and... That is another thing that really attracted me to tap in the first place is when I saw these people that were in their 80s and they're still going up there and dancing. I'm like, man, you don't see ballerinas doing that ever. So,
2: exactly, we're, we're in a yeah. thing
0: that's it's it's a long game, and there's there's a long game to it all. And when <laughs> this is all yeah. done and the dust settles, tap dancing will still be here, and it's been here for hundreds of years already.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. This, it it will stand the test of time, whether we're, you know, in the forefront or not, it'll always be happening. Um, but, but yeah, exactly. Like you said, um, you know, you get to a certain point where you see that you can't wait for people to knock at your door and it's not because they're not knocking.
2: Um,
1: it's just, there's more to be, uh, explored. There's more to be said. And especially if you're someone who has a voice and, or, you know, uh, Entrepreneurial edge, you know. <laughs> yeah. uh, there's there's reason to start things, and, and and back to just you know, there being work and not work in Chicago. It's it's just one of those tricky cities where there is and isn't industry, mm-hmm. depending on what your industry is. Sure, you know, LA they have film and television, so you know that drives things. New York is New York, and it's like one of the closest cities when you come from Europe or somewhere like that. So, you know, they have their own thing going on. Right. Uh, but Chicago is somewhere in the middle and, and th- yeah, that's why one of the many reasons why I would started producing my own things is, uh, we can't wait for people to knock at our door to either just give us a gig or to ask us to produce a show or whatever no. the case may be. You know, we, we definitely have to do it ourselves in a lot of cases.
2: And
0: I hope somebody, if they're but, listening to this, they, they, they may have gone to auditions and things like that, and now they're considering doing this. Do it
1: exactly. Throw, yeah, exactly. You, you yeah. can't lose yeah. that yeah. much. It. You can
0: lose a couple grand, whatever. Like you, you'll make it back. Just get a venue, get some of your friends together, and put on a show. Not yet, of yeah. course, but you can start planning it. <laughs> that's that's yeah. what this time yeah. is all about. Like, start writing the idea for your show right now, and realize that it might take you about a year until you actually get it on stage. That's fine. You have choreography to make. You have people to teach it to. You have lighting to figure out. You got all that. You got to sell tickets.
1: But start right. writing it. Yeah. Yeah, get it moving. Yeah, because everyone has a different path. <laughs> and uh, just Dude, like was, you said with the audition. When, when no, I, go ahead. So, so
0: since this has been going on, I, I bought one of those adapters that lets you go from a VCR into USB into your computer. And oh, yeah. And I've been transferring over old VHS tapes and we started back in the day when there was vhs that's how we sent our promos out there wasn't we didn't have youtube yet to do this stuff so we were like and i've gathered tapes from everything that i had and i found this old noise funk tape from when they were here in minneapolis and they were doing um i've got all these like times when they were on the news and Derek grant's on Mm -hmm. there and i just found that one and transferred that one over i found one last night though from 2002 and we were doing this benefit and i rewound the tape to the beginning i was like oh no diane walker was in this show so i found some lost footage of lady Di performing with this orchestra it was like a jazz orchestra in apple valley wow. minnesota at this gig that we were all <laughs> at this benefit and it, I, it's blowing my mind some of the stuff that i'm finding and when i look back at myself when i'm dancing then i'm like god it was just i'm not going to say it was complete garbage but it's like it's if if we ever knew in the moment that you know our level our true level of where we're at it it would be discouraging i feel like for myself at least and i can look back at it now and go man i'm even better than that now and i still can say that and i feel like that is a constant thing as we're trying to keep pushing and keep getting better at what we do and refining it
1: right truth i'm
0: truth. like like 20 yeah. years ago i was not that good and i thought i was really good of course <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you, you always think you're good yeah but yeah. keep moving forward don't let stuff stop you it doesn't matter it doesn't matter if you're good the thing is you have to find your voice in it with whatever you're doing right and once it starts exactly for a while like stand-up comics will talk about this too they'll start emulating some of their favorite people at first and then eventually you find what your voice is and you start really speaking. And I think with improvisation that happens too, where you start doing other people, you stop doing other people's moves so much and you start finding like your own thing and your own communication. And yeah, it's, it's cool to look back at some of that stuff.
1: For sure. For sure. Yeah. Especially, you know, if it's off of, uh, DHS and you know it's from from back when uh but yeah no there's you know there's um there's that interesting thing of like you said you you think that you're pretty good and then you look back and maybe not so much but that's (laughs) even me for you know yesterday or a few hours ago I'm I'm always like "Ah, I'm I'm way past that (laughs) (laughs) just with every moment but but yeah um I will forever be
0: humbled though too when I watch these videos of the masters that came before me and no matter how good I thought I was or how good I think I am, I'll, I'll watch the Nicholas brothers. I'm like, I, I got a lot of work to do and I always will have a lot of work to do.
1: Oh, for sure. Yeah. We're not touching most of what they were doing. <laughs> no. Like nobody that. to this day still is touching half of that shit. Um, the interesting yeah, thing is people's it is...
0: footwear now, some of the footwear is more durable, which I think allows for certain things perhaps. And People do have access to materials and things now that maybe weren't as popular then. So there might be advantages for some tap dancers nowadays, but even when you have that, it's still not going to bring you to that level.
1: Yeah, you know, part of the reason why a lot of what they were doing was so amazing, and that's not to take anything from them, but is circumstance of fighting for something. And people just don't feel like they have to fight for something as much. I'm not speaking for everyone, but, you know, it's, it's like the footage thing, you know, we're talking about VHS and, uh, you know, YouTube, like we didn't have YouTube. So if you wanted a tape, you had, if you wanted footage, you had to make an effort, right? You had to make a hell of an effort. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, um, there's something to be said for once you have all the tools. Right. Then you're not so ready to build. You know, it's when you don't have, when something's missing, and you have to get creative, that you know you you create uh, things that can stand the test of time. Uh, so, yeah, I think that's a part of what's what's interesting for where we are now. Is um, I, I think that's. Yeah, I could even say for myself, part of why I don't put out so much of what I do is because I know that I can, but then also um, it's like just being up to where i want it to be being at the level i want it to be at right um, which i i don't know if it'll ever be for anything i'm i'm working on but i think it's important that
0: you collect the footage whether or not like i don't think it's all for distribution like jimmy slide even said yes. to Roxanne butterfly he said keep some of the keep some of it for yourself or keep a little mm. for yourself I, she told me this quote once but exactly even yep. still like i do think it's important that you have it and you at least have like like Prince had his vault and I've always kind of thought about that is like he had this whole vault where he had all this stuff. Most of it, he didn't ever want to have released. He just had the collection though. I think there's something to that exactly. because maybe 20 years from now, you're going to want to look back and you're going to be like, damn, okay. So I got all, you'll forget that you even did certain things, but every time you can grab a new tape, grab it or a new copy of what you just did, try to get the footage.
1: Yeah, no, it makes, it makes a difference. And, and yeah, as you're saying about how you've uh, converted things over, I have so much to convert over myself. And, yeah. and that was a part of uh, the conversation you had with Trey was, uh, you know, how, how simple it could be to just go to Best Buy and, you know, grab, grab the thing you need. And I finally grabbed you know, it. Um, it's like, I keep going. Yeah. It's
0: another thing, just like the podcast. It's like, we think about doing these things forever and we put them on a list at some point And then finally we get to them.
2: But exactly. It, yeah, it was only eventually. like thirty-five
0: bucks, I think, was, and it came with the software for it and everything. So, it was fairly mm-hmm. easy to set up.
1: Yeah. the The only thing that, from my understanding, is you have to have a VHS player, though. You do. Right. You have
0: to have something to put yeah. the tape in.
1: So that's like. Not the hardest thing in the world, I imagine, to find, but maybe not the easiest either. Well, you've got, like, Facebook friends.
0: If you were to post, hey, does anybody out there have a VCR I could borrow? (laughs) You'll probably get some memes from the movie Friday somewhere on there, too. (laughs) But
1: Right, right. Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah, no, it can be done. It definitely can be done. And, And I need to do that uh myself I, I just have you know a, a list of other things uh for sure we all like you said yeah. we have these lists of things we want to do or need to do but but no i have some i have some really good footage that uh, i want to i definitely not just want to i need to make sure that i, I um i unearth from my vaults and uh even if i'm not going to put them on youtube or share them with the world it's just it's uh it's important to have because anything can happen
2: you yeah
1: know? um it's not like i actually have them in a fireproof vault or something no. like that you know so have i'm trying to get, get them all on one
0: hard drive and then gonna, i want to i hope to then copy that hard drive so i have two of them
1: exactly exactly yep yeah Get, get you a safety deposit box and put the <laughs> essentials in there. <laughs> and, but, uh, and it's
0: not because I think it's like this all-important thing that people will need to see, but it's something that I feel like you, when you document your work, you can then look back at it too and see your your growth. Or Sometimes you'll be reminded of things that you used to do that might actually be good.
1: Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's true. And and even, you know, outside of VHS, I, I have a lot of music and a lot of things that I've worked on and done and just never released. Yeah. And when I let all, a good amount of time pass and uh, I play things, some of it I'm like, eh, okay, I see why I left that. <laughs> and then But other things I'm like, maybe I need to put this shit out before yeah. somebody does something, you know, very similar and then I'm pissed off. <laughs> so they already came up know, with that hook. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they say there's nothing new under the sun, but, you know, um, it's just in the way that you do it. Uh, it might not be what you're doing, but in the way that you're, you're doing it. And, it's like yeah, the ideas are out there, things. and it's up
0: to us to net them, because they're, they're flying around out there. So you, if you put your net out there and you grab it, you get it. But otherwise, I think someone else is going to get it, and there might be multiple ones flying around, too. So whoever nets it, right? you know.
1: Yeah exactly. Yeah and and people kind of a lot of times recognize this who did it first. Yeah. There's um there's a uh, I'm I'm I wish I uh, I think there's maybe Homer and Bryant but basically there's a, a company in Chicago a ballet company that was developing for years um hip-lay which is like the hip hop ballet it's more more hip hop point fusion. Wow. Um I not don't, I don't know if you've seen this but uh If I have the story right, they were they were developing this for a few years. It wasn't something like they thought of it and they wanted to put it out tomorrow. Yeah, this is going to take time. uh, Yeah, this is going to be controversial, but you know we want to make sure that when we release it, it's done right. Right. And then they saw somebody who just had the same idea and put a video up, and they're like, you know, oh, oh hell no, we need to release our shit now. So, you know, um, it's an interesting thing for something like that. You could be developing something for however much time to make sure you're doing it right. And then somebody else just gets the idea and throws a video up and, you know, all that time that you spend developing something, they just do whatever version of, of it, you know, themselves. And, uh, not like there's something wrong with somebody, you know, putting out an idea that they have, but it's just interesting how things like that work. Um, So that's just an example that I I try to think of in certain scenarios. You know, um, you want to take your time to develop things, but uh, you also don't want to just be sitting on things and, you know, letting them collect dust because someone else will put it out. Um,
0: So true. There are people hustling right now, and it's not necessarily the person who's the most technically gifted at it or anything. It's the person oftentimes who has the drive to go out and just do it and make it
1: happen. Exactly. Exactly. You will continue to make things happen,
0: though, and and I know you will.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, I have no choice. I I, (laughs) I really can't just sit still. We'd like to
0: once again thank Mr. Nico Rubio and check out his podcast, The Real Talk Tap Talks, available now on Spotify and on Apple Podcasts and everywhere else you might check out podcasts. We'd like to thank Nico for being on the, this episode. My sound card ran out, so I, it was unable to continue recording. So unfortunately, I didn't get the very tail end when he did the plugs of his website and all that good stuff. So go check out Nico Rubio. He's on Facebook. He's on Instagram. He's all over the place. You'll be able to find him very easily and also now the Real Talk Tap Talks podcast podcast. If you just type in the name Nico Rubio right into any of those podcasting platforms, you'll it'll pop up right away. Don't worry. It's not very hard to find at all. Also, we would like to thank the Dancing Fair. If anyone is needing some tap shoes, if anyone's needing some tights, if anyone's needing dance wear, if you're any of that kind of stuff, if you need to order some custom tap shoes, hit them up. Dancingfair.com is where you're going to want to go. Or give them a call. Matt the shoe guy is the guy to talk with over there if you want to have some custom shoes built for you. He's the person to talk to. Otherwise, Carrie or Nancy or some of those people over there are going to help you out. So give them a call. And we would also like to thank Ryan Grams and Uptop Films for allowing us to use the recording equipment to make this episode possible. And also we would like to thank Mr. Andy Oslin, my brother, for creating the music that was played on this podcast with me. And we'd like to thank you for tuning in. And if any of you want to be able to chip in a little something, if you want to, if you have a little extra you can give toward the podcast, go check out anchor.fm slash have tap shoes will travel. And there's a spot on there where you can make a donation that can either be a one-time donation or a monthly donation there are there are options here for you also if you want to leave me a message record a message while you're there too and i'd love to hear from you give me a shout out from wherever you are in the world let me know how your life's going and let me know how tap dancing is is keeping you sane through these times i'd love to hear it record a message over at anchor.fm slash have tap shoes will travel all right once again we'd like to thank you all for being here And we will be connecting with you all real soon. Thank you all. Bye bye.
2: shoes will travel. The podcast hosted by Rick Osland is available on Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcast, Pocket Cast.